they talked about of looking at food not as an issue to be solved, but as a tool with which to make our society stronger. And he said a plate of food is not just food, but it gives a space to the homeless and a voice to the voiceless. It's time for conversations about our food and how it's grown on Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. Fifty years ago, there was a White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. That's a long time ago, and there's been one now, and President Biden opened a conference the first one was by Republican President Richard Nixon. The current president is Democrat. Uh, it just should point out that hunger is not a left-right issue. And in fact, in all these intervening years, of the 50 years since that first White House conference and the conference that's been recently held, there are many bipartisan issues. In fact, one of the bipartisan teams that took place in those years following the Nixon administration where Republican Senator Bob Dole and Democratic Senator George McGovern, who were working together even after they left the Senate, to be able to address hunger issues around the world and connect with farmers and, and processors and distributors and schools and promoting programs that can deal with hunger. And uh, then there were several others that had gotten programs of sorts going, and I've went to one that Michelle Obama had a few years ago. And so we have a history of uniting together to address these issues. And like I say, it's finally happened again in Washington with the White House conference and President Biden announcing a national plan for ending hunger in the United States by 2030, including a strategy to work with Congress to expand access to healthy and free school meals for 9 million more children by 2032. Intentions are to provide benefits to families to purchase groceries during the summer months while working with Congress to expand SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program eligibility, to more underserved populations like formerly incarcerated individuals. It will also work with Congress on a pilot program to test medically tailored meals as part of Medicare and to expand Medicaid and Medicare beneficiaries access to nutrition and obesity counseling. The goal is for everyone to have access to healthy food. The Food and Drug Administration will also propose a new front of package labeling scheme for food packages to assess sodium and sugar targets and it separately will work with Congress to expand the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Physical Activity and Nutrition Program, which is currently in only 16 states. It will expand investments in the National Park Service to connect people to outdoor spaces and to make streets safer for people walking and biking. It will also work to provide more funding for data collection and research to inform nutrition and food security policy particularly on issues of equity and access. How much funding is going to be necessary to accomplish all these goals? Well, that's 
not clear yet. And that's where you do get into kind of a right and left perspectives because everyone can kind of quickly say it's a good idea to feed more people and have people not go hungry and coordinate that all the way from the farms to the people that, that need the food on a daily basis. But you can count on some raising the appropriate questions of how are we going to pay for this? And is this more expensive than we can afford? And, you know, bring those discussions on because that can be a healthy part of this, this whole process. Well, as the conference adjourned, I caught two friends who were attending in person. Chef Patrick Mulvaney of Sacramento's Farm to Fork restaurant, Mulvaney's B&L, and Santana Diaz, UC Davis's health executive chef. As they left the White House event in a cab, I opened a clubhouse room, and then others joined us to hear their perspectives from being there in person and hearing directly from President Biden, World Central Kitchen's Jose Andres, and other key leaders at this long-awaited White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. There's so much going on. I was in a room in Sacramento, and all these different groups came together, and they were live casting it. And uh, it was just an unusual big room full of people, some that are working on food programs and some that are you know, involved with agriculture, uh, just everybody coming in the same room. So, I, you know, I don't think anybody walked away with saying, gee, there's my marching orders or this is what I like about this direction that I love necessarily. But I do think that they were all in the same room. And just like you guys and some of you were listening in to some of this discussion, just the mere fact that you can have a time when so many people, there's Patrick, in fact. Patrick, look at this. So Patrick Mulvaney is here. And, and Patrick, I just opened the door, and these are some old friends here that um, probably would have liked to have been with you in Washington, D.C., instead of harvesting corn and some of the other things that they're doing. But I want to welcome Patrick Mulvaney to the room. Patrick is in Washington, D.C., and Patrick flew back there from Sacramento. Hey, Patrick. Uh, Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm at your restaurant, the the best farm-to-fork restaurant in America. Patrick's a friend of farm-to-fork, and some of you heard him on my podcast before. And he and another colleague flew back to Washington. So, Patrick, was it worth the trip? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sitting here with Santana Diaz from UC Davis uh, that was here. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive, right? That Obviously, the president speaking and Susan Rice, uh, the former UN ambassador, organized uh, from the administration uh, the whole thing, uh, seeing Jose Andres uh, up and bouncing around was great. And then just spending the, the last day seeing seeing old friends and making new ones. But the, the highlight for me is that uh, for the first time, really had a place where we're putting food and nutrition and hunger front and center. So that must have been motivating, too, to put it front and center, but with somebody like Jose Andres, too, because I think I've heard everybody in this room has praised him. Uh, on what he's done. And I missed that. Of all things to miss, I was doing a <laughs> podcast in the other room. So you've heard him many times and you know him and you met him. What struck you or Santana that uh, struck a chord with you and maybe, you know, gave you a little more inspiration saying, oh, yeah, that's why I'm in this thing. So what he was, said is that the plate of food, they talked about using food, of, of looking at food, not as uh, an issue to be solved, 
but as a tool with which to make our society stronger. And he said, a plate of food is not just food, but it gives a space to the homeless and a voice to the voiceless. Well, it's hard to beat that. And is Santana's there too? Do you have it on speakerphone or something? Can Santana speak as yeah. well? Sure. You know, I mean, and the, 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 the issue uh, that he highlighted was that it's not complicated, that it can be simple, right? Uh, the complex problems can be solved with uh, simple solutions at times. And this is one of them. We're talking about food and uh, the abundance of uh, that we have here in our nation. Uh, and then especially there in California, uh, that we have this abundance and it should be shared. You know, I ought to give a quick commercial that you and Santana, who is with UC Davis uh, system, uh, why don't you just kind of show your connection? Now, you guys went back there, but you've also been big on feeding people in this region of California. Could you give, between you and Santana, Patrick, can you give the uh, kind of the short explanation of, of what you guys done in this last year or so? Of yeah, he's better looking. He's better looking and I'm, I'm smarter. <laughs> well, I don't care. You guys figure it out. We either want to hear from the so no, so over there. the so so Santana is taking the lead of uh, the food system at UC Davis and is now a leading uh, sustainable food institution. Probably certainly one of the top ten, but perhaps the top, certainly among the UCs uh, in California. And uh, he's transferred his local purchases over three years from fourteen percent local to almost fifty now. And then we at the BNL uh, kept busy during the pandemic um, feeding people, right? We started the pandemic with ANSI chefs, empty restaurants, and food in the field. So we did what chefs do best, which is cook, and um, did that pretty successfully with seniors and then inspired a, a program of the governor's called Great Plates Delivered that delivered over 38 million meals uh, during the pandemic to seniors. Yeah, you've done great work. So explain to explain to my friends here in the room um, why you and Santana thought it was worthwhile for you to fly back to Washington, D.C. for this event. So we were invited. We don't actually know how, how we were invited because this apparently was the hottest ticket in town. Uh, we had friends who were congressional members saying that they couldn't get in because the, the plate was full. Uh Jim McGovern is the congressman who spearheaded it, head of the Appropriations uh, Appropriations Committee, and he uh, knew Santana and admires his work in food, and was out talking to us at the at the BNL uh, about the stuff that we had done, and told our congresswoman Matsui that our that our family meal Sacramento was a program that just needed wind in its sails, and so I think the invitation that came out was his way and Mrs. Matsui's way of giving us a little wind in our sails. So you don't actually go to the White House, right? You, you go to some big hotel or something for this? Yeah, it was the it was the it was the next to the White House conference on hunger and nutrition. It was in the uh, Ronald Reagan building, which oh, okay. is uh, just just a block away. A pretty sure. big administer building. Sure. And there's uh, what like a thousand people there or fewer? Uh, I think it was probably under a thousand. I think somewhere between five and six hundred. I mean, it's still a lot of people. Um, but you know, like you said, Jose Andres was there. Uh, Andrew Zimmern was there. Sam Cass, the food advisor for the Obamas. Um, all sorts of USDA uh, folks up and down, and 
lots of presents from the James Beard Foundation, um, as well as, you know, and farm and the farming world and the health world is really a, a the conference was put together with the idea of all, um, I don't know what you call all departments, right? To do it mm-hmm. interdepartmentally. And, um, and so the invites were the same, right? With the people who were coming, um, were all scheduled to, to have a broad, broad brush. Well, it's really broad too. I mean, the, the president said that he's going to end hunger by 2030, which we keep trying to do. And it's almost, uh, almost impossible, but that's, you know, we set that in the press release I saw uh, across the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that I think that to, to what Santana just said, right? It's what Jose Andres said is that yes, this is a problem, but sometimes instead of just talking about the problem, why don't we just fix it? So for him, with the World Central Kitchen, they say there's a hurricane in there's a hurricane in uh, Puerto Rico, and how can you just um, there's a hurricane in Puerto Rico, so what we do is say, let's go feed people, right? And we'll figure yeah. out the rest later. Yeah, and so yeah. uh, using that to say, okay, we know people are hungry, and we've known people are hungry for a long time. You know, 50 years ago the, at Nixon's White House uh, conference on hunger, he said, um, people are hungry and we want to vow to end hunger, and it, it hasn't worked yet. Now we're getting better for sure. The uh, child care tax credit has cut uh, childhood uh, poverty or nutritional insecurity in half just in a short six-month stint. So, so there, there is progress being made. And the, the idea of what we saw today, and it's early times, so I think it'd take a little while to digest, is that what we saw was um, a strategy that's going to take legislative work, but also is going to take... Um, some of it can be done administratively from from the White House, but truthfully, a lot of it is just going to continue to be uh, grassroots operations like uh, Family Meal Sacramento, non uh, hotels like uh, hospitals like UC Davis, um, non governmental organizations, all pulling pulling in the same direction. And the the highlight then of the conference was that for the first time, perhaps in my memory, right, you had. Uh, the president of the United States standing up and saying, hunger is an issue. Hunger is not, doesn't affect anybody differently. If you're hungry, you're hungry. And we as Americans are better than this and have an obligation to, to eradicate it. How, how did farmers come off in this? Uh, was there, uh, it, you know, any challenge? Did they end up wearing a white hat or a black hat or, or a gray hat? Uh, I think that, I think to, Today, they were everyone was pretty good. I think the only black hat might have been uh, people that make sugary beverages. Um, but really, no, we celebrated, you know, you celebrate the farms, right? And, and Jose talked about in his speech, for those of you who saw it, about um, celebrating local farms and, and using that, that by purchasing locally and with the people who are near you, that that's economic development. And the same thing happens even if you're purchasing from large farms. So... So I think they, that that farmers came off came off well on this, but they also came off as partners, right? Because yeah. the truth is that you know you can have a restaurant, but if the farmers aren't bringing in the beautiful food that they bring to the BNL, then we don't we don't have anything but four empty walls. Yeah, 
Well, listen, uh, I'm really glad you guys are here and we could ask you some questions. So, so I'm up to the room. Any of you got any questions? We're talking to Patrick Mulvaney and Santana Diaz from Sacramento that are back in Washington for this conference. And uh, so, you know, Kyle, Laura, Adam, Richard, do uh, you have a, a comment or a question for them? I was one of the lucky ones that got to um, attend it virtually. Um, and I did miss the uh, last um, keynote. Um, my question is like, so it was great to hear all the positive stories. Um, but like, what is the follow up and action after this? Um, what did they call that? Yeah. So what, what's the action plan that comes? Yes. The, the, the call to action, right, is so in some ways. Um, so we talked about it from Sacramento, right? Santana and I had a golden ticket to get in. Um, other Others were talking about coming just to walk the halls, as we call it, here in Capitol Hill to advocate for the work we're doing and the work we want to see uh, others do and share across the country. Um, and the, the smarter minds of lobbyists who work here all the time said, Here's here here's what we're going to see is is a national strategy rolled out. You know, this is a 44 page strategy that has meat on it, and you can see what you can do now. You can see what's already being done, and you can see things that are a little pie in the sky. And then today we all talked about it. Again, renewed friendships, probably more important because of COVID. Many of us haven't seen each other in years. And then what's going to happen now is we're all going to go back back to our corners. If you're a boxer and uh, take some time to, to digest and think about it and learn how to move forward. So for us in Family Meal Sacramento and for Santana with his hospital work, what that means is tentatively that we go back to uh, Sacramento and start consulting with our teams and start putting together uh, requests for our, our work, for support for our work that's framed in the language that you see in the strategy planted uh, that the administration put out on Monday night. So does that mean you could make a proposal, like there's some grant money that's available and you can say, well, you know, we can feed so many so many people more if we had some help with this or that, and there's a place that you're going to be able to direct those requests? So there's two things, right? I think that one is, yes, Roger, there's nuts and bolts. Uh, there's money. There's money that's there and money that's always been there. There's money that people would be willing to slide over for us um, with with healthy outcomes. You know, the, the, the government... U.S. government spends more money on diabetes, and that's not trying to fix. That's just trying to contain the issue. More money is spent by the federal government on diabetes than the entire budget of the USDA. And so when we look at our projects and say these have improved health outcomes, that also translates to lower health care costs. And so there's, there's the impetus for money there. So certainly those, those tangible programs are what we're looking for. But, but I think what we saw today was, or what we heard today was a mandate to dream bigger and to say that, yes, we want to do these projects. We'll continue to do these work, this work, but this is a time, this is a conference, this is a space and a conversation where we can reset the conversation around food. And, and like Jose said, rather than making hunger and nutrition an issue that we have to try and fix, changing that perspective and saying food is the the tool that we're going to use to bring people together 
to reduce disease, uh, diet-related diseases, and to make a better tomorrow, right? I mean, because the the goal of us all, right, is to, to leave the world better for our grandchildren than, than we found it. And um, so I think now there's a whole bunch of people who are ready to continue that work uh, through the lens of food and take our sites for the projects that we actually do and expand them out and make them even bigger. I'll be able to see a little tomorrow because I'm going to get a chance to talk to the folks in Mr. Tester's office. And uh, so I'll see a few folks. But again, given that the conference is brand new, uh, it's going to take a little while to digest. Really just going into uh, touch base and shake hands and see some friends that I haven't seen for a couple of years. So you're going to roam around and visit with people about food and agriculture a little bit too. Yeah, we have so. we have we have some meetings tomorrow with folks on the ag committee, both on the Senate and House side. And um, and again, and this is just a preliminary. We're going to drop off a little one pager that says this is what we do, and and then open a dialogue to see what the future is going to bring. Were there any of the farm groups from California that made it out there as well, like Farm Bureau or the Western Growers or any of? Any so I didn't see I didn't there? see uh, Jamie or Dave. But I, but uh, the National National Farm Bureau uh, was there as well, National Restaurant Association. So those folks were represented, but did not overwhelm. In some ways, I think that they were, and they were, they were actually farmers. We just finished talking to a farmer from Alamosa, I think, in uh, Colorado, who's doing some stuff. We saw some um, cattle rancher from South Dakota. We saw... Uh, uh, another person who's a fisherman up in Alaska, a couple of Native Americans. I think the goal of this conference was was to try and for the Washington people get away from the Washington speak and break out of the bubble. And and you're in a place where there's you know hundreds of people and you're just looking and shaking hands and thanking the good Lord that I don't have to wake up and be a politician and do this every day. How much of a target was really put on the sugary sweets? Um. It was mentioned probably about, it, it was not much. It was more, the emphasis was all increase, uh, decreasing processed foods. So sugary sweets is part of that. But really just the idea that we want, that you want people to be eating whole fresh fruits and vegetables, knowing where their animals are coming from, making sure that they're eating protein. You know, that, that the challenge was, here we are in the richest nation in the history of the world. And we still have people going to bed hungry. And how do we eliminate that? And then on the same track, because we can do two things at once, here in the richest nation in the world, why is our food system set up so that people eat, eat in such a way that it causes obesity and diabetes and, and heart disease, right? And how do, we, how do we face those issues? And I think that somebody said today, right, that the mayor of New York, Mr. Adams, said, you know, he was, uh, his doctor told me he was going to lose toes and that probably he would be dying soon because um, of his disease. He didn't know he had diabetes. And then he went on a plant-based diet and two months later he was healthy, right? Or he wasn't healthy, but he was off his medicine. So he doesn't take diabetic medicine. So I think that this was a, a conference about hope rather than a constant con uh, conference about uh, being punitive. Yeah. That's Patrick hey. Mulvaney. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, hey, Roger, I'm going to have to bounce off because I have a couple of people uh, walking up that I have to uh, to see, but we will talk to you soon. I'll be back this weekend. Good. Good. Thank and you. And thanks everybody, thanks, everybody, for listening in.
Yeah. Thank you. Thanks hey. for popping in, gentlemen. Thank, thanks, Patrick. So, well, guys, that was, I appreciate everybody dropping in. I thought this is a great opportunity because I knew they was going to be in a taxi leaving the leaving that session. Uh, that's the main reason I opened the room. Did anyone have any other kind of observations or questions? Yeah, I was curious. And one of the things that we've talked about amongst us uh, in various rooms and different things is, is the distribution channel. Yeah, struggles at times. We struggle to get, uh, Roger, you and I have talked about this specifically, the, the amount of food that, that comes out of the Central Valley, the San Joaquin Valley and Sacramento Valleys of, of California is, is in abundance. And yet we, I, I find it so disappointing and frustrating that in 2022, um, we can't get food where it needs to go. And I, and yeah. I just wonder yeah. if there's, you know, part of the farm bill, you know, farm bill has become a nutrition bill, right? It largely is, is snap based, um, overwhelmingly. So at what point do we use those funds or add additional funds for the distribution of, of food that we're producing right here in the United States it, in so much as the focus on raw whole foods, because if we're trying to get away from the process side, we can't be importing stuff from overseas. It's going to be processed more than likely, right? But if we can get the whole foods that we're growing here in the United States where it needs to go, I feel like that that would be the first place to look, right? I mean, the distribution mm -hmm. channels, getting the food where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, and I, Laura? I think that SNAP fund should be used on just American-grown foods. And that I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's really what I'm hoping they push for. Yeah. Laura, you were listening in. Was there any talk of uh, SNAP or the Farm Bill? Or uh, it sounds like this was kind of the first, you know, summit of of many. But was there any kind of mention of that from what you thought? Um, they did talk about SNAP. Um, but I don't remember the farm bill being talked about at all. But I, I'm Roger. I'm curious as to which pillar you went to, because if you're all if you're all in one big room and there was five pillars that you could attend, which one did you attend? You know, I went in in and out. I was listening some at my phone. I listened some at home, and then I came to this listening session at the at the restaurant. But then I had to interrupt to go do a podcast. So I was just hearing bits and pieces of several different presentations. I'm I'm going to have to kind of go back in and look at the tapes uh, because uh, you know I just got a general feel. Right? And like I said, he missed Jose Andres. Um, so you know I got to figure out for sure what I'd listen to. But I did think that uh, you know it was positive everybody getting together. The the thing I think that I I find a little incredulous is. Everybody was jumping on the bandwagon. I think last night in one of our sessions, um, I think Shannon uh, reported how Smithfield suggested how they're going to be feeding more people because they're going to get more efficient to produce more pork. And others are saying that they're going to help feed more, which is part of how they came up with $8 billion in pledges. And so some of that, I think, is, you know, PR. Uh, it's good to have everybody have these good intentions, but but after this is over with, tend to sort through and say, okay, no, really, who exactly was pledging, and you know what what exactly might it mean to the overall goal? So there's a lot of sorting out to take place over the next 
couple weeks, and I would imagine starting tomorrow there'll be the Monday morning quarterbacking that will find different spots that are critical of, but at least set the table for conversation, and it's an important conversation to have. I did think it was funny the part about. I did think it was funny the part about. Uh, let's just fix it. You know, sometimes a lot of these problems require simple solutions. Uh, the irony of hearing that come out of a <laughs> government-based uh, discussion yeah. is is funny because I, I think we all talk about that, especially people in ag. It's the simpler solutions usually the better solutions, um, and. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Let, let's do. Can we let's do that. That sounds good to me. Let's 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 go that route. Well, well you know, and, and it varies uh, because I think it is getting fixed in fits and starts around the country, and and even here in California, Kyle, there are some communities that are doing better jobs than others. They're not all the same, and it gets frustrating because you would like to see progress made across the board everywhere, and just have it just steadily onward and upward. But yeah, they've tried for a long time to just fix it, and I'm afraid it's got a ways to go. Anyone else have a comment about today's topic? Roger, I was listening to uh, uh, the empowering the consumer, and I know they touched quite a bit on uh, opening and expanding incentives on American-growing fruits and vegetables, specifically moving forward. Yeah. Well, that's to the point, like Laura was saying earlier as, as well, and I thought uh, the other one I thought would come up more would be the uh, the fact that SNAP program, you can purchase, you know, Coca-Cola and candy bars uh, because we've talked about that in this room before. We say we understand hunger. And I think as Laura's points out, we understand also trying to prioritize uh, local or even in the case of the U.S., American as emphasis as well. So I'm sure that's part of this ongoing conversation. Uh, any other comments? Yeah, I um, struggle with, like, in Australia, um, we have uh, lots of food and not many people, and we do have some hungry people that battle a bit, and some of our food from the farmer's market goes to them. But then I see our average population, you know, lining up at the grocery store with, you know, half a dozen cans of, oh, no, bottles of Coke and cereal and chips, and I just wonder because we've got one of the sickest nations sort of level with you guys, probably worse. And I wonder what, what do you do to uh, make these people, you know, change their diets and, and look for the long term? And um, I even find it difficult with my own son to <laughs> teach him what is good eating and he lives on a biodynamic farm, for Christ's sakes. So it's interesting, human motivation sometimes is hard to change or... Their attitudes are hard to change until they run into a problem. But, you know, it's just it's a point I wanted to bring up in that we can, as change merchants, try to instill these things, but sometimes human motivation um, and applying knowledge that they know, because we all know stuff that we should be doing but we don't always do it, uh, is one of the things that we probably have to think about, you know, uh, changing human motivation. But anyway, uh, it's just a thought. Any other comments? Yeah, I mean, I, Roger, I, I think this is uh, great conversations that are being had. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some fears but uh, that I have, but I want to stay on the positives here. Um, and I, I think some of the biggest positives is going to be 
as far as what Mark was saying, a lot of it, I think, is community. Like, that peer pressure, like, that community peer pressure of, hey, you know what, I have this really good food here, and get, oh, yeah, this is really good, and it has to be put in front of them first. It's going to yeah. be community. Yeah. No, I absolutely, and, and I know you, Adam, you're doing your part to support and encourage things and create a higher profile in your own community. Hug, you're up here. You haven't commented yet. Yeah, thanks. I listened into part of the, the White House sessions, and I thought what was really valuable was uh, refocusing from daily calorie intake was often their guiding, you know, everybody should have this many calories where now the focus is more on uh, a whole system of nutrition and, and focusing instead of just, you know, whatever calories get you over the, the finish line, you know, really balancing the diet. And I think that's, that's yeah. a big step. And the farm bill was brought up several times. Um, I was listening to the session with the chair of the farm committee in, in the Senate. Um, she brought that up several times um, and also highlighted how SNAP, I mean, I mean, um, yeah, how SNAP credits can be used at farmers markets for twice the value, twice their dollar value, um, and increasing that program and promoting that program. Well, we're promoting those programs today from a taxi leaving the White House conference and also from Clubhouse Room and from a listening session in Sacramento. Come back, stay involved. Bring your questions, bring new ideas. We'll continue the conversation here. You've been listening to Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. 